Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 182. That's 182. It's the ENS. Podcast Lockdown 2.0. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm here with Wolves reporter, Mr. Joe Edwards. And I know a lot of people have been writing in, asking how we are. Have we kissed and made up since the uh, <laughs> since the Fabio Silva fallout? We're better than letting a man get between us, Joe. We're better than that. We're back. We're ready to go. And uh, yeah, it, it's good to have you on board in these in, in more crazy times, Mr. Edwards. Yeah, we we just had a had a nice debate. We did we didn't get heated. We just had a nice a debate. We put our points across. We argued our points without getting a too uh, savage with each other. And uh, yeah, that, that's 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 the way it's done. Do you have trivial arguments with the misses? I, I had the most trivial argument that led to mm, mm. twenty eight hours without speaking, all over um, chewing gum loudly. Uh, I I was sat down and (laughs) she was just chewing and I'm like, and I looked across, you know, it's one of those things, it's one of those little things that that just just become massive for some reason and you're just chewing and I'm like, are you, are you doing that on purpose? (laughs) And it's not, it's not, it's not the right question, is it? It's not the right question to go in with because all of a sudden she's, she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you're chewing really loudly. And she's like, right. And then she walks out, storms out the room like, oh, oh, fine then. Literally less than 24 hours. Well, no, probably more than 24 hours. It was about a day and a half. Um, just in different rooms, not speaking. All good. Well, the, the missus calls that chobbling. I don't know if that's the dictionary term. If chobbling? You're, if you're chewing very loudly. Right. Which it was I'm, loud. I mean, to be fair, it was... Yeah, yeah. Now, you, now, now she, yeah. She, she has some airwave problems and stuff like that with the nose, so I can understand that, and she has to breathe through her mouth a lot of the time. Okay. But still, it was it was irritating me. I'm trying to watch half. I'm halfway through EastEnders. You know, uh, Phil's got a job planned, and I haven't. I've missed it. I've had to rewind and then play it again. For me, that's an inconvenience. Well, yeah, I, I, I am the chobbler though of, um, of me and Sav, so. We um, could never. I could never sleep in the same bed as you, mate. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, in those situations, I just you know smile and nod and just accept defeat. I think I think that's I think that's the best way to do it. Happy wife, happy, happy. life. Happy, that's exactly. Well, well, yeah, happy life as as much as it can be at the minute. All the go- all, I'm trying to get into golf, you know, and they're all their shut there. Oh yeah, it's all it's all. Uh, Straight on the straight on Mario Kart for you, mate. Sorry, Mario uh, Kart. Yeah, I've, I've bought FIFA again on the Switch. Oh, um, of course you have. It's pl- played as Wolves actually the other day, mm. and um, Marcel was actually, injured, was he? <laughs> I was actually quite quite surprised of how th- they've got the player likenesses. Actually, I think oh. there was a, there was a question the other week, wasn't there, about Wolves and the player likenesses and Nuno and stuff like that, and. Out of the all of them, the only one who didn't have a proper face was Pedence. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the rest of them did. Um, but like even their like running styles and the the way they pass the ball and stuff like that, they've they've got it pretty spot on. To be fair, I was, I was you know what? I, do you know what the dream the dream for me is? And uh, I think there's a question about bucket lists later on. What's on your bucket list? One mm. of my one of my one of my things on my bucket list was is to one day somehow go on to Chapman or Football Manager. And you know all the all the whiffle and wobble you've got to go through between games. You just want to play the games, don't you? But there's like a million messages and press conferences and all sorts. I want to be on the game. I want to be journalist asking a question. 
Nathan Judah or Joe Edwards. That would be the dream, wouldn't it? If you oh, get named. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of my mates might have got on there a few years back. And I was hoping that I did. Yeah. But I didn't. Um, so it was when I was with, when I was about 16, I had a bit of time playing for Nuneaton, Nuneaton Town. Nuneaton no, decent, Borough, decent. As they're called now. I mean, I, I didn't last long. I basically ended up packing up because it was too far to travel. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he signed for him at the start of the season and he got on to, on to football manager as like a development player at, uh. at um, yeah, but I want to be used in my role. So, like, no, expressing star yeah. journalist Joe Edwards, Nathan Judah, asks Nuno a daft question. Nuno storms out. Which, to be fair, away well, at Southampton we, a couple of years ago, that would be well, that would be, uh, that'd be exactly what happened. Why why do that in virtual when you can do it in real life? <laughs> do it in real life, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, mate, well, mate, you'd be very you'd be very excited to know. Guess what I have done. You Guess what I have done. Guess what I have done to start this podcast. You have you've eaten malted milk. I have not eaten one ever, but I have bought a pack to eat it right in front of you now to see what it's like. So I've got so people who weren't listening last week. Well, tough because three and a half thousand of you did. Um, we talked about malted milks, and I've never had one. I never heard of them. So I've bought I've bought a malted milk. Let me just look at the. Before you I do this, heeding my advice of taking a malted milk and putting it in your mouth, that's, that's what I told, told you. To yes, do. you did, you did. And I'm looking forward to it a little bit. I'm just looking at 43 calories, mate. I mean, MK Health Hub, my gym's closed at the moment, so can I burn that off on the peloton after this, potentially? Um, that, that, that isn't as bad as some of the biscuits. I mean, a chocolate digestive with that caramel in between, I think they're about 90 a pop, they are. Yeah, no. but two two grams of fat is it five percent of your saturated fat for one biscuit? And there's no way in a million years you're having one of these biscuits. Is that when well, I will? But you're not. You're you're having five, aren't you? You're having four or five. You are. Yeah, I've I've kind of gone a bit off the rails again. Yeah, I have. Of course yeah. you have, mate. Of course, yeah. it's good good time to start going off the rails just just as lockdown starts. Yeah. Anyway, I've got I've got some. Okay, it's a it's a nice looking bar. I've got some sort of bull and a carve on it or something. Yeah, it's like that, it's like yeah. the old. Night, we used to call them nice biscuits back in the day. Which is a lot of sugar well, on it, well, mate. Well, this this was this was the point I raised to you last week, where you what? can get the bundle of biscuits, you can get the nice biscuits, mm. the bourbons, the custard mm. creams, and the malted milk. It's like a multi pack. Right, well, let me have a let me have a, let me have a bite. One second, here we go. Have Take you got a cup thing. of tea? Yeah, I've got I've got a cup of coffee. Okay, that that, that can suffice. But oh, you want stop it? You'd want to you'd want to dip it into tea, really. I'm not dipping anything anywhere. Okay, let me eat it you whole. Don't let me have dip a look. Your biscuits into your tea. You are, di- you I, 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 no, absolutely not. Let me just one second. Let me savor this taste. Here we go. One second. Here we go. This is what we call chobbling. Right. I mean, yeah, it's got a nice crunch. Decent. It's got a bit of sugar to it. Um. I want something in my teeth, and it's not gone into my teeth. I want I want something to remain for later. I want something stuck up there. Oh, you've got to put another one in then now? Well, I might have to, to be fair. I'm, I, I could go through five or six on this, on this what, podcast, to be fair. What do you think? It's, it's, no, it's not bad. It's not bad, yeah. Joe. You know, I give you I give you homework to do and watch movies, and you don't do them. At least, you know, I, I'm making the effort. At least there's one of us making the effort in this relationship. Yeah, I, I haven't watched any movies at all for ages. And I'll, I'll, I'll spend, you there, mate. What do you say? Halloween beans. What do you say? 
I, I spent Halloween. I, I didn't watch any movies, and you know how you were loving absolutely no. loving Halloween. Well, I was spent it yeah. being a bit miserable, and then I was even Did you more get any trick or treaters on bonfire night. No, no, didn't get any. But then bonfire night no. made me more miserable, actually. Yeah, dad like it. Why you like going to your display, do you? Well, as you shared on Twitter, that the you know it, it terrifies your pets, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, bless them. Bless it does, Baloo. It does terrify you. My, my my cat was all right, but mm. you know you can. It was a bit on edge. Mm. I mean, my mum's dog was trembling all night, and it's you know it's, it's horrible. Uh, it, it, it's not. It's not very nice. Talking about um, cats and dogs, mate. Um, you 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 let me know uh, just before the podcast. You've now got two pussies in the house. <laughs> yeah, um, we have got. We're looking after, and now it's locked down. We might be looking after him for a while, but um, so I've Nan's cat, who happens to be our cat Diego, happens. Uh, it's a H. Happens. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct you every single time. I'm gonna get you going to elocution lessons before this podcast is out. Happens. Um, happens to, to be uh, mm. Diego's brother. Um, oh. So they were from the same litter, so we've got Diego and Simba. So, Do they recognise uh, each other? Do they know yes. that there's some sort of special bond there, oh, mate? Completely special bond. Um, grooming each other all day long, chasing each other. When we've got them both, it's it's brilliant, because you don't hear a peep of them. And if I had just Diego now, he'd be coming up to the podcast mic and meowing into the mic. But Yeah, um, let's not talk about Diogo, mate. People are, people are spewing all of it. Let's just talk about Diego, okay? Yeah. Um... Right, let's get back. Let, let, let's start. Let's start with so much to get through. Let's start with Palace, mate. Let's start with Palace because this yeah. was this was um, and, and Nuno. We've just spoken to Nuno as well in the pre- in the press conference, and look, he kind of said that Wolves aren't playing great at the moment. But saying that, that's the best I've seen them since the first seven minutes against Sheffield United. And yes, they needed a bit of VAR. It wasn't luck because it was offside and there were fouls and stuff like that. But still, it could have been a different story. It wasn't. And uh, Wolves put together, I'm not going to say a complete 90 minutes, but a, a damn good 60 minutes, which is which is a lot more than what they have been doing to, to comfortably be the better side in that game and thoroughly deserve three points. Yeah, well, it was the best 90 minutes that they've put, put up uh, without a shadow of a doubt. And while there is improvements to be made, and there was, I guess, an element in the last half an hour of coming back into their shells a little bit, it was uh, it was by far and away the best that, that, that we've seen them. Sure. Just so much more intent from the first whistle. I mean, we saw that intent, didn't we, in the, from the first whistle against Sheffield United, but then after seven minutes when they got both goals, then it kind of became the same old story and, and shutting up shop. But they did carry on after that. And, you know, on another night without VAR, it could have been 2-2. Or, you know, now VAR is in place and, and had Wolves been a bit more um, ruthless in front of goal. I mean, Dendonka had a few chances, didn't he? It could have been four or five. Yeah. So, um Obviously, you know it's a it's a game of fine margins, but Wolves are certainly on the right track. Um, it, I mean, four games unbeaten, three wins, one draw, and one goal conceded along the way. And, and three points attack- off top, man. Three points, three off, points top. off top. And and attacking wise, that that was that was far better. Um, yes, pleased that Pedence got on the score sheet as well, which was yeah, good, wasn't it? I think that was that was probably the best piece of news from the night. I, I think obviously eight Nuri's. Uh, debut really mm-hmm. encouraging, and you know, 
going forward, he's an exciting player. But um, I think the best takeaway from the night was Pedenz getting off the mark because he's been yeah. so close. Yeah. For, for quite a while, he would have been thinking, oh, what a, what the hell have I got to do to score a goal? And now he's finally done it. Hopefully that can be the, the start of something now. And the fact that they won a game pretty comfortably against against Palace, who, who, were, who were hot and cold, but they've had some decent results already this season. And the fact that they did it, Joe, without, without Raul scoring or assisting... Uh, that that's kind of a an encouraging sign for me. It is, and he didn't really have to do anything. No, he uh, didn't. No, I mean he didn't. It's have nice. A ba- it's nice of him to get a breast bite. You don't want to feel yeah. like you're carrying this team every single. If I'm not scoring, then we're going to struggle. So that will be. Even though, of course, he wants to score every single game. I mean, who, which excellent striker doesn't? But at the same time, it will be a bit of a relief to him that okay, well, I'd, if, if I do have an off day or you know, or an off sixty minutes or whatever, then I've got other people who can share the goals around. Yeah, exactly, and it, it's not as if that he had a bad game. It was just he didn't necessarily need to be involved in everything that Wolves did. Had a had a hand, little hand in the in the second goal, playing the ball out to Neto, who crossed it to Pedenz to score, and that and that was about as, as busy as his night got. Really, mm-hmm. some decent touches here and there, but it didn't have to be anything mind blowing. And, and and that's that, that's that's exactly what you want. You want other players to 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 step up. And I mean, Dendonka showed a lot more attacking intent. I thought. I mean, you know, he's a player that's coming for a, a lot of praise actually over the past few weeks. And I'll, I'll admit, you know, me being, you know, the, the pessimist that I am at times. Well, all the time. Um, <laughs> And really, seeing it from Den Donkros, what I was wanting a little bit more, you know, I think he looked steady enough and consistent, and probably, you know, cemented his place in the team. But equally, at the same time, I was thinking he could do more yeah. going forward, yeah, and get on the end of things a bit more. And that that intent was certainly there against Palace. Yeah, the the the, the finishing touch was slightly off, but I mean, he, he rattled one off the crossbar, header off the post, and I mean, it was a fairly difficult volley off that brilliant uh, Neto cross. So. They weren't gimmies, um, but if he carries on in that vein, and you know against Leicester, I think he could have a. We'll obviously come on to it more later on, but he could have a big, big part to play because Yuri Tillemans is probably Leicester's one of Leicester's best players, and Den Donker knows him like the back of his hand. So um, I, I think he's got a. He's played a big role in the games that, that have already gone, and he's got a big role to play uh, moving forward as well. You mentioned Nori who scored a goal, and and you know. It's- Cracking strike as well, and what a debut! He'll never ever forget that for the rest of his life. Um, but still, a young lad, Joe, and I thought he did pretty well overall. They, they gave Wolves that balance that they, that they needed for such a long time. And Marcel you know, missed out in that game through injury. Um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Nuno was asked about him, and he was quick to quick to kind of dumb it down a little bit and not go yeah. crazy and over the top, as as Nuno does with any play that's asked. He says, well, yes, we have this, but we also have B, C, D and E, which is exactly what he did. You know, he's still got size and still got still got Marcel. And, um, and I do think that uh, that this kid is, is going to be very, very good. And I wouldn't surprise me if, if Wolves are to take up that, you know, that potential fee at the end of the season. However, it was interesting that he said about about the translations and that Saïs is helping him with speaking French and that's big. I'm sure he's delighted to, to translate for him all week and then said, oh, by the yeah. way, you, you bombed off, mate, so you're on the bench, you know, restarting. But it couldn't have gone much better for him. I, w- I do wonder, though, I did get the impression that maybe, yes, he he was in and he played really well, but Nuno is... Nuno would not be shy on going back to the people who were, have who have proven that he's a little bit experienced and a little bit of nous 
a little bit of know-how. And I wonder, I just wonder going into Leicester, which is a completely different prospect than maybe Palace at home, whether he is he is a nailed-on starter, or whether we might see a Marcel or even, should I say, say he's come back in for that game. Yeah, I don't think he's nailed on um, for Leicester, I don't. Um, I mean, you know, he'll certainly think that he's done enough, and I think rightly so. I think I speak for on behalf of everyone in saying that he was very impressive, um, you know, in, 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 his, in his debut against Palace. The, the big thing that struck me, and I spoke to Andy Thompson in the week, and... Um, you know, a, a couple of others is that how measured he was early on, and I think that was the that was the big thing because we've seen, well, namely Ruben Vinagre in the past come out all guns blazing, hundred miles an hour, and it was a, with Vinagre it was all or nothing, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, it was either firing on all cylinders or he was really off the boil. And we've, I Nuri, nineteen year old, I think it was only his twenty sixth senior appearance. He kind of understood that right. I'm just going to feel my way into this game a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, met the simple passes early on, and gradually lifting confidence, and then obviously got the goal, and then he was he was on cloud nine then, and everything pretty pretty much he, he touched was was accurate and going going where it suppo- was supposed to go. So I think you know, he'll feel that he's done enough, but you've got Marcel who, especially against a side like Leicester, who are really kind of proficient on the wings, Perez, Barnes. Uh, they've got Chengiz under now. I think uh, from um, from Rama who's, who's come up with a couple of assists as well. So and Castagna who, who bombs down that bombs down that flank. So they may lean towards the more defensive steady Eddie. And if Marcel is fit, maybe he does come back in. But um, Nuri, whether he starts against Leicester or not, I think there was en- enough there to suggest that. He could be a very viable option for, for Wolves moving forward because not only was he quick and youthful exuberance, he was quite level-headed as well. And I think that was the most the most striking thing of his of his performance, really. <laughs> Talking about viable options, Joe, let's go on to my next uh, next section, which I called I call uh, Damned If You Do, Damned If You Don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've just thought about that 10 seconds. quite like that. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, but uh, look, I mean... Tama Traore had just been called into the Spain squad again, Joe, and yeah, uh, did yes. very well for his national team. And yeah, he literally cannot get a kick in his side. And uh, obviously start of the season, but he's fallen out of favour and maybe out of, you know, you know maybe this, the system is obviously not suiting him either. Uh, but with Pedence and Neto clicking, really clicking for the first time, we've seen signs, and but Nuno stuck with them and stuck with them. And for the first time, you look like that is your that is your first choice front three. That looked to me now uh, against Palace last Friday. You just can't you can't see him unless there's an injury or or he really wants to completely change the the, the formation of the system. You can't see him getting, which is a bizarre situation. I was talking to you just before the podcast about you know someone who's who was Wolves' well, prized asset who was still looking to potentially be the next one to sign a long term deal. Although Pedro Neto has obviously done that this week. And and yet, he can't get a kick at the moment. It's 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 a bizarre situation. I mean, a good I guess a good problem to have, but at the same time, probably not for a dammer. And he's got to be frustrated, I'm sure, and, and speaking to Nuno because at the end of the day, he wants to be playing football as well. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because he's um he's not really done anything wrong. He's just he's just found himself that. You know, Pedro Neto and Daniel Pedenza are just playing out their skins uh, week in, week out. And, you know, we, we've looked at these games, haven't we, over the past couple of weeks and thought, right, now's the time for Adama to come in. And then, obviously, Neto carries on performing. And 
looking at Neto's stats um, earlier this week, and he's he's basically fifth in in the, the the amount of minutes played so far this season. I think that really kind of speaks volumes. I think he's played about 550 minutes as where he paid 930 for the whole of last season. So he's pretty much, you know, halfway there already. Um, and he's one of the first names on the team sheet. And then you've got yeah. Medence getting off the mark. I mean, you know, a player getting off the mark and you really drop him the next week. So it, it's a strange one for Adama. I mean, again, we, we're talking about Leicester and, and their their approach on the flanks. You know, they, they kind of play with marauding full-backs slash wing-backs and, and wide players do you bring Traore in for that? Is it a case of him coming off the bench? Do you do you go a bit more of a of a classic three four three against them? But I mean, the last time they really went for the map, the more classic three four three was was at West Ham, and that just completely went to pot, didn't it? So it's it's a tough one for now. Now it's um, it, it, it's it, as you say, in in a lot of ways, a good dilemma to have. Um, but equally, for Adama, a player that we were talking about, what seventy-eight million uh, for about this this time, mm. what three or four months ago, um, to find himself on on the bench, it's, uh, it's a peculiar situation. Maybe. You got a lot of people, and and I don't know whether you, you might you might have synced out there a little bit, Joe. Um, I, I couldn't hear you at my end, but uh, hopefully people might have heard you. If not, then then you, you're still on board, so that's fine. You're still here, Joe. Um, with Adama, um, you know, a lot of people are seeing Jota scoring so many goals now. Uh, and they're saying, well, if you're going to get rid of one, why didn't you? Why didn't you sell a Damatrari? And but it's not as simple as that because no. you know you don't you don't know who's available. You don't know who. Just because you know paper don't don't read what you don't read what you uh, you know don't understand what you read in the papers because um, look, there might not be any offers for Damatrari for that kind of money. There might be an offer from for twenty million pound or twenty five million pound that you're not gonna you're not you're not gonna uh, accept. But the seventy, eighty, ninety million pound that people were talking about that might not have been available. So. You know, you've got to understand that, um, that, that that these things don't happen sometimes. And and look, he's still a great a great player. He's still got massive massive amount of improvement to make. But at the same time, he's, he has got it in him, hasn't he? Yeah. As my dogs is, go is, crazy. Is your dog? I leave crazy. I leave you I leave you talking to that while I go and attend to my dogs. So we said it was going to be a bit of a weird and wacky podcast today. So it could be that. But I'll um I'll, I'll let you explain that. And I'll be back in about forty five seconds. So Nathan's going to tell his dogs off. Um, but yeah, it, it's, um, it's a situation... Oi, 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 Bloody hell. They're getting loud, are we? Yeah, he's telling him off here, is he? They don't listen to him. No, I mean, no one does, do they, really? Um, but we've... we've. I mean, as he's left the room, but you've got you've got Traore, and I think we, we all spoke about it, didn't we, before, that... You've got a player in Traore. Would he have really fit Liverpool? I mean, he was always linked with Liverpool, but you can see why they went for Jota in the end because Jota is a player that can play centrally, he can play on the left, he can play on the right. He's more proficient at running at play- players in terms of slaloming through them and, and scoring goals. Traore, I don't think would have would have fit. Are you back? Is he back? I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Well, I've 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 spoken while you've been away, but um, I've basically. Making the point that Traore wouldn't have fit in really at, at Liverpool, and and, and a Jota ticks all the boxes for mm. him. I mean, you know, it's there's a lot of variables to consider, and there was always going to be a time that Wolves sold a player for yeah. for, for big money. It was always going to happen. I mean, Doherty and Jota may not have been the first names on everybody's lips, really. Sure, it, might, it probably would have been Neves, Jimenez, or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. or Traore and Jimenez. Um, 
Uh, but I think all things considered, and there's 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 a narrative out there, and I think was it a Liverpool Echo tweet or something like that. I mean, you know, but it was saying. Um, oh oh yeah, fans, I did Wolves, see that. Yeah. Wolves fans must be furious yeah. of of how Jota's getting. No, well, I'm, I'm not. Um, no, no. Yeah, I'm pleased for him, and and Nuno speaking about about it as well today. We're pleased for him and pleased for the development that he had. You know, and pleased that he's gone on and, and took what he's learned at Wolves and, and applied it somewhere else. Of course, you don't want him to stick three, three or four past Wolves when 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 they meet. You know, later on in the season, in, in both of those games, he can he can have a wobble in both of those games happily. But um, when you see a player go on to go on to the Champions League and score hat tricks in the Champions League, yeah, you can't help but be happy for him. You know, you can't begrudge him that. He's, he's, he ne- there was never. Ever a, a question of of Jota's commitment? Any time he was in a Wolves shirt, he gave everything he had while he was at the club, and he's doing doing what he did at Wolves at another club and and, and reaping the rewards. So, I, I, in terms of anger and fury, none of that. Um, a slight bit of disappointment that he's still not around because that's only natural because he was a lovely player to watch, a brilliantly entertaining player. But um, now pride and, and and happiness for him because he's, he's he's a good lad, he's a good player, and uh, he's got a very high ceiling in terms of potential as well. Cheers, Joe. Thanks for that. And uh, yeah, I am back in the seat now. And that was a uh, don't, don't add any more to that, Joe. Um, we're going on to the second section this week, and we're going to go to um, talking about players. And there's a few questions about going in January and bringing in, bringing in strikers and midfielders and defenders. This this section's called. Because he hates the pizza, he he hates the pizza. He loathes the pasta uh, because um, because there's a potential that uh, that Mr. Catroni could be back at Molyneux yeah. at the end of the season. What what's the situation regarding him? Because a lot of people, Joe, and there's mixed messages here. There's a lot of people think that he was signed, he was sealed, he was delivered, he wasn't going to come back to Molyneux. But that's not the case, is it? No, I was even under that impression as well, and it, it is one of the most convoluted transfers I think I've ever known. Um, so he, he was signed on loan, wasn't he, from uh, for, by Fiorentina with a supposed obligation to buy in the summer of uh, of, of, of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is actually dependent on making a certain number of starts. And I think his agent came out last month or the month before and said it's 26 starts that he's got to make for that option, well, to, for that obligation to be triggered. He's made 11 so far. He's played six games this season in the league, all from the bench, and he's not scoring goals. So, you know... It's looking very unlikely, isn't it? Yeah, it's not looking great at the minute. I mean, even if he does come back, he's not... I wouldn't say he'd be playing for Wolves, because no. it's going to be a case of either getting in loan somewhere else or finding a permanent suitor at a cut price and obviously taking a bit of a loss on him. But um, either way, he's not going to end up back at Wolves and back in a Wolf shirt, I, I, I don't think. I think that's very unlikely. But there is a situation where if he doesn't start scoring the goals for Fiorentina, which on recent evidence is, is looking unlikely, then he'd end up you know, becoming a Wolves player again, you know, under the Wolves umbrella, and then it'd be their kind of responsibility to, to, to kind of move him on. I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, the situation... Keeps, seems to keep evolving, and I, I'd, I'd said before that it, it was actually Fiorentina's worry, and that, you know that that's actually not the case. So apologies for that, but um, yeah, he's he's, uh, 
it's a it's an interesting one, and I mean, there's Vinagre at Olympiacos, and you know, will they pay 23 million? I mean, I, I said before, I think there'd be a situation where if he was incredible, and then they bought him to then sell him on for a profit, maybe. But I mean, that would be a lot of money for them as well. So um, Vinagre is not worth half that. Well, like, it, he's it, not market value. Let's be honest, he's not, is he? No, he'd have to have quite the season at Olympiacos, and I think he's kind of plodded on fairly steadily so far but I don't think he's really pulled up any trees as of yet so um, interesting situations and worth keeping eyes on I mean there's still every chance that Catrone could lo and behold find his shooting boots from somewhere and become the first name on the team sheet for Juventina they happily pay the money and then he becomes a star striker for years to come but um, at the minute there is a very realistic possibility that they don't sign him permanently he ends up back at Molyneux and then the, the, the owners turns to getting him out somewhere else then. Next section, Agent Provocateur. <laughs> been interviewed on that website, have you, Joe, recently? Uh, Christmas um, coming up, mate? I, I haven't actually. Um, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since you uh, walked into... Do you know what? I get uncomfortable. And if I'm in a department store and I have to go through the flipping... I, I'm 39 years old. I still struggle going, walking past or going through a bra section. You know, when the missus is, is there and you're like, I don't want to be there. I'll be across. I'll be across at the... Uh, I'll, go, I'll go and look at the polo shirts or, or the toys or the uh, the videos. I don't want to be anywhere near that. No. Uh, oh, we, we went to... Is it Har- Harrods in... in, in uh... Don't give me... Where, is it Harrods? You're in no. there every week with no. those wages. It's uh, unbelievable. Role reversal. Yeah. Um, that... They're, they're quite. They dress like quite, like provocatively in there as well, aren't they? I think. Right. Okay. M- yeah. Might be a different Harrods. Yeah, I remember. But yeah. uh, okay. No, yeah. It was a bit, bit, bit kind of awkward. You know, just it just makes you feel a bit. You know. Mm. You don't like it. You get a bit scared, don't you? Yeah, I've never really, I've never really bought, gone into a place and bought lingerie for the missus. I don't, I don't no, know. It's just no. nervous. It's like, it's like, you, it's like you, back you in never, the day, and you're, you're playing in your cricket team, and you're sent to the local, local garage to go and buy a copy of the Daily Sport, and I like sweating, you know, 15 years old, yeah. buying, buying, buying a copy of the Daily Sport with literally this ridiculous blonde with bazookas everywhere and I'm like I don't even want to look at the the petrol attendant and I'm like buy like 14 magazines and stick it in the middle of it and it's just it's just one of those uncomfortable things as a guy isn't it you never you never really you can't I mean fair play to a guy who can walk in and say I want that I want that let's talk about this I can't yeah. do it mate I can't do it click and so collect me, you've never you've never been to Ann Summers next to McDonald's in Wolverhampton High Street oh, is there one there is there <laughs> there was it might not still be there, but uh, yeah, it's. I think it's like two doors down from Mackey's. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's about right, isn't it? To be fair, yeah. for Wolverhampton. Anyway, this isn't about lingerie uh, no. section. This is about this is about uh, Mr. Mendez. Well, I don't know. I mean, Mendez lingerie. You don't know. Maybe maybe there's a new story there, Joe, for you to investigate. Uh, but look, there's there's some there's some interesting developments that uh, are at the. <laughs> The beginning, the, the early stages, let's yeah. say, but um, but just that might affect uh, Mendes's association with Wolves to a certain extent. Maybe do you want to elaborate a little more on that, yeah, please? Yeah, so there's FIFA uh, bringing in proposed new regulation, which would basically, it basically kind of puts the, the, the microscope on, on agents, which I don't think is, is a bad thing, really. Um, you know, the... The, 
they basically stopped regulating them. I think it was about five years ago, and it's basically agents been been doing whatever they want to do, and it's obviously you know you see the the benefits, but you also see you know some some agents you know Mendes, Rayola, they've got so much influence, and perhaps you know in the eyes of FIFA a, a little bit too much. So they've they're basically these new rules would clamp down on on conflicts of interest, and it's been stated you know that. You know, in in reports and things like that, that Wolves uh, owners Fawson have a subsidiary that 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 has a stake in Mendes is a just in, just a um, firm, so that would obviously have to have to change. Um, but Wolves relaxed over the situation. I mean, you know, we, we've we've seen you know various things. You know, we had this. UEFA um, kind of financial fair play thing, didn't we? A few months ago, which was kind of more a bit of a slap on the wrist, and it was basically where the UEFA rules are so um, stringent that if you basically come up and come up out the Championship and spend loads of money and then qualify for the Europa League, then you're just automatically going to break their rules because it's so kind of small the the figure that you have to hit. So they, they they fell fell to those, but they, you know I wasn't really worried about that. They you know they adjusted and and things like that, and and I, I think the the mentality is, is the same here. It's um, you know as and when these these rules come in, I think they've got they've got to be uh, put to FIFA Council in in the springtime, and then potentially come into force next September. You know Wolves uh, they, they they know what they're doing, and and I don't think there'd be any. I don't think they're fearing that they'll fall foul of any anything here. It'll be you know just a case of adjusting as as, as the rules adjust. And not you know the, I think agents have been um, you know spoken to by FIFA about what what the, they're going through a consultation process of what what will happen and things like that. They'll be yeah. fu- fully well informed. I don't think it's anything to to hugely worry about. To be honest, it's it's something that's out there, and obviously there's reports saying you know wolves will have to do this and wolves will have to do that. And but it's um, it, it, it's a situation where they'll cross that bridge. I think when they when they come to it, and they they know what they're doing. I, I don't think it's anything to be uh, hugely alarmed either. Good stuff. Should we take some questions from the beautiful people? Yes, I hope that made sense. It did. Made, made, I think yeah. it makes sense. And look, there'll be more information as and when it comes out. And I'm sure this is, it'll be an ongoing story that develops. But uh, of yeah, but course, don't, don't lose any sleep over it. I think no. I think that's I think that's the. Uh, but and of course though every single time this subject to come up whether it'll be locally or nationally the first person the first picture you will see will be Mendes you Mendes. just know that 100% yeah, yeah. so but look that, that's I think you explained it very well there Joe but you know whether it's BBC or Sky or the Express and Star or any other any other newspaper or network you know that Mendes is going to be the one because that's the easiest one to do it it's the most it's the biggest name of all so uh, I wouldn't like, like you say I, don't, I wouldn't lose too much sleep about that at all Okay, uh, let's go straight on. Uh, David Evans says, uh, in honour of Bonfire Night, which Wolves player do you think would best sing the classic line, Baby, you're a firework, from the pop sensation Katy Perry? Uh, Fabio Silva. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'll say, I'm going to say Saiz. I think Saiz has got a decent voice on him. I can see him, you know, kind of like just shaving, just with a maybe a, a hand to his ear, Closing his eyes, right next to the microphone, maybe a little, a little blonde, a little diamond stud in one in his left ear. Baby, yeah. you're a firework. Oh yeah, yeah, I think Lovely, so. Yeah. Well, maybe we we'll nominate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Freddie Evans says, uh, "Who do you think is going to win Play of the Season? Why is it going to be Pedro Neto?" <laughs> 
I mean, it's early, it's early doors. I mean, if if you would get awarding it after seven games, I, I'd give it, I'd give it to him. Um, I, I think Spats a bully as well earlier, and he, he he says the big thing about him is just he's he's always busy, and 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 that I know it sounds simple, but you you get these attacking players, didn't you? They're they're only interested when they're on the ball, or you know they're kind of gesturing, oh, give me the ball, and if they don't get it, then they're then they're kind of throwing a strop off. Yeah. You look at Neto's um, stats. He's actually the highest in terms of in- interceptions for any forward in the Premier League, more than Harry Kane, more than players like that. And and that speaks volumes of, of his work off the ball. He, he, if, a, if a pass doesn't go right, he'll go and win it back. Or you, how, many, how many times do you see him kind of tracking back and almost being in a left-back left, left back position or a, or a right-back position to, to, to win the ball? He's just got a, an infectious desire for, for the game. And um, if he carries on the, in, in this way... As, as Freddie says, there's, there's every, every chance that you know he'll be one of those names up for up for that contention. Really, I mentioned it very quickly at the start of the podcast, but also, Joe, I mean, young lad, and uh, to already sign a brand new five year deal just shows how 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 much Wolves rate him, and, and that they're really invested in him as well. Yeah, and he, he's a he's a confident lad. I mean, if you, if you read the quotes, I mean, he. He said, "Well, I did kind of expect it because of the work I've put in." <laughs> I love that. But, I love that. But it's not—it's not arrogance. It's just good confidence. Mm. I, I think it's knowing knowing what you can do, backing yourself to do it, and and, and seeing it through. I think Neto, we, we've from almost from day one, really, um, kind of coming as an unknown, not really expecting much. But he kind of arrived on the scene straight away and said, "This is this is who I am. This is what I'm all about, and I'm going to get better each and every week." and He's done that. He's, I mean, physically, he's he's, he's bulked up. He, he's done in, incredible gym work. I mean, you, you look at him when he first came in, and he was probably I don't know, ten stone dripping wet, and, <laughs> and and now he's. I mean, he's probably not that much heavier, but he's just, you know, his muscle mass. I reckon would have would have gone up, and you know, he, he's just in incredible shape. Um, and uh, Wolves reaping the rewards. He, he's a he's a player who's got the right mindset. You know, he, he says, "Well, what's the point if you don't want to be the best or want to be the best?" Now, some players you might think, "Oh, why is he saying that for?" He's, he's making a rod for his arm back. But somebody like Neto, that they have every, every belief that if you're if you're not trying to be the best every single day, then what's the point? And um, now, I, 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 I fully endorse that. I think he's been brilliant, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be excited about with him. Poco Drum, uh, is this Wolves? If this Wolves team was a band, what band would they be? What band would they be? Like a like a genre. It's um, a band. Give me give me a band name. A band name. Who would it be? It'd be. I don't know. Um, I'll probably say. Well, if if you're judging by this season, Poco, I'd say Hanson, because uh, they've had they've had one hit wonder in Umbop, <laughs> and that was the first decent game I've seen this season. So we'll, we'll leave it, we'll leave it with there. Uh, Darren May, uh, reminiscing sitting against uh, a crowded Molyneux with friends and family. Singing our hearts out for the Golden Black. But for now, trying to imagine when a normal match day will return. It'll be an emotional experience to be back to normal. Out of darkness cometh a vaccine. Uh, look, I mean, yeah. I've quite a few people that are messaging me privately this week and stuff and saying that it's really hitting home uh, over the last couple of weeks. You know, I think I think a lot of fans and us expected to be to have a, at least a, you know, a decent amount of, of fans in the stadiums by now. It's not happened. If anything, it's gone backwards. Yeah. Another lockdown now. Uh, it's uh, it's horrible, and it's, it's it's people who are who are who are kind of frustrated, and, and you know the last thing they want to do now is uh, 
is just sit at home and, and just watch. They want to be going to Molyneux and it's really, really difficult. I do, uh, my heart goes out to, to everyone there. And, you know, we said before we feel a bit guilty going to the games as we will be, you know, Sunday the King Power, but it's a, it's a horrible, it's a horrible time. I would like to think, I would like to think that February, March time, we'll be getting fans back in. But I don't think we'll see a full a full stadium until probably the start of next season, Joe. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, we, we had a... Was it at Leeds we were having a bit of a chat about it? And I, yeah. I'd been watching... I mean, it's all that's on Sky Sports and Mini, but like stuff like Premier League years and stuff like that, where you see a full stadium and just people... You know, it almost kind of strikes you a little bit, considering how socially distanced and all that kind of stuff is these days. How close people are actually together in 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 a, in a full ground, you know. In, yeah. You know, obviously people have have enough space, but you know, if you're cramming seven seventy thousand seats into somewhere like Old Trafford, say, which doesn't strike you as a massive stadium, you know, you go there and you don't feel like this is huge, but there's seventy thousand seats in there. You know, it's. I think it's it, it's going to be a while really until until full full stadiums. Um, it, you know. It, it's it's difficult to see, and I, I, I just I hope I hope I'm wrong, and I hope, as you say, by the by the hopefully by the start of next season we could see because that would be what almost a year and a half. Mm. Um, so incredible, yeah, fingers crossed. But like, I think there's an element now, and I think masks are going to be in for like ages, aren't they? And like um, sanitizing your hands everywhere you go. I think that's just going to be like almost something that becomes part of society now moving forward so it'd be interesting to see how it goes but I just really hope that fans in some capacity sooner rather than later because these games as we say we get, as we keep saying it's such a privileged position to, to be able to go to them but they're just they are difficult and yeah. it, 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 it's, it, it can be difficult to get through them I mean fans I, you know, fortunately there was there was a great performance from Wolves last week and that made it a lot easier but um yeah, they, they can be difficult. Reggie, what do you think Nuno wants for Christmas? Reggie, Reggie, you know Nuno. He's not thinking about Christmas. He's thinking about Sunday. It's game by game by game. Come on, mate. Come on. Uh, Paul Mansell, was Otisawa's USA call-up a surprise? And how close is he to pushing for a first-team place? Is he back up to Leander? I was a bit surprised, yeah. Um, but fair play to the lad. Um, he is... A player that they obviously like, and he, he's been in a couple of first-team squads as of late. I think the 23s are playing at Sunderland this afternoon. He's not involved, so he may be the, you know, the 19th man, um, or possibly sneak into the squad again at, at, at Leicester. Um, I think they're seeing him as a midfielder at the minute, and he's played in defence in the past, and he's a very kind of physical, tall player, very rangy. Um, and I think they are seeing him as somebody who can. Almost play in a in a Dendonka kind of mould, really. In that he'll sit in front of the back four, but then he'll surge forward when he can and and try and get on the end of things. Um, he's still got a long way to go. Sure. Um, and I think the the big thing when you look at that um, USA squad is that because the MLS season is still in full flow and the playoffs are around the corner, it's all Europe based players. I think so. You know, they they had a pretty you know, they had a smaller pool to choose from, and I think there's quite a few of untested kind of young players in there, a few Bayern Munich lads who've not really played a senior game. So, well done to him, and it'll be a great experience, you know, another learning curve for him. But it, I think, you know, like like I've said about Kilman and, and even 
even with Aid Neary, really, to, 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 to be honest, we've got to be careful not to just expect too much too soon. And uh, I think he's got, a, he's got a fair bit of developing to do, and I think he's mainly still a 23s player at the minute. Uh, you mentioned Nuri. Uh, Lee says, uh, have we bought a lame duck in Marcel? His injury record has been awful over the last two years and Nuri has got to be first choice left wing back after last week. Again, I, I, I just don't think it's um, cut and dry that, that, he, that he plays on Sunday, ain't Nuri. I think there is a chance Marcel comes back in. Um, injury record, yeah. Um, you know, it, it'd be frustrating that he missed out against Palace. I mean, he's just a slight niggle. But he's looked, He's trained all this week. Nuno not mentioned any problems um, in his press conference uh, this afternoon. So he, he'd be in contention. Um, it's just a wait for a case. He opts for, for you for experience. I, I think it's a bit of a toss-up, really. It's 50-50. I, I'd, I'd like to see eight Nuri, I think, personally. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's a toss of a coin. Sarah says, Which players or positions will Nuno be putting on his Christmas list for Father Jeff to bring him in January? I don't know. I don't know if if they keep ticking out like this. I don't think there's a huge need to to address much in January. I don't really look at. I mean, you know, in an well, idea. centre back was a position where yeah, but, but with Kilman coming yeah. in now and you've got Marcel to, to slot back in if you need to, and you've got Sace, you know, when Johnny does return, return it's yeah. not they're not they're very unlikely to to strengthen their midfield forward. You could again. go front of the central midfielder potentially, but again, you'd have to be the right offer for the right player. I don't think there'd be any any kind of rush to sign anyone. And to be honest, Joe, you might you might think differently. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't have don't make a single signing in January. No, I, I think that, I think that's I think that's a fair assessment. It would only be a case of if the right player comes up, like like uh, Pedens did, you know, mm-hmm. in the in the previous January window and. They're not crying out for any position, I don't think. You know, you talk about, you know, the obviously you lost Jota and didn't make a direct replacement for him, but now you've got Adama Traore who's not being able to get into the team. Um, so if, you know, I, I mean, there's always... You always have to be open-minded and, and to the fact that somebody could swoop in with a big offer for one of your players and then you have to reshuffle a bit. But as long as they can keep everybody... Um, until the summer, I don't really see the need to to massively say we need we need this player in this position. If somebody comes up, great, but I don't think it's going to be a massively busy window. Callum, after the Leicester tweet, and you can probably explain that, Joe. And after this, after the Leicester tweet, do other clubs generally see us as Portuguese wolves with a dodgy agent in the background, or genuine challenges for trophies with an excellent scouting network and access to players they wish they had? Good question, really good question, and it's something I've I asked Nuno about this afternoon, and it's it is a bit annoying because it's a little bit. I mean, I know Wolves have got such a big Portuguese link, and you can talk about Mendes, and you you know they've got what counting Miranda, which doesn't really count really, but they've got nine Portuguese players in 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 the senior ranks. How many French players did Arsenal have in in Wenger's era? You know, you've got a, you've got a French manager. He'll probably give for French players. If you've got a Portuguese manager, he'll, he'll probably give for some Portuguese players. He knows it's yeah. I mean, yeah, they've they've tapped into it, but it's worked. You know, it would be a lot more kind of something to cause alarm if it hadn't worked. And I think there is, you know, on the part of some other clubs, I think there is envy because you look at how they've done, and that, yeah, they've got these contacts, but the, you, yeah. 
just because you've got these contacts doesn't mean that every player is going to be a success. You know, and Wolves have had their players that have come in that haven't been success stories. You talk about Kutraunay, Vallejo, um, that come in and just didn't really cut the mustard. But by and large, they've got the right player in and got them developed at a good rate and they've, and they've hit the ground running. Maybe been a bit, a bit patient at times and maybe a bit frustratingly for the for the player. You know, Dendonka, Pedence, um, you, know, you know, even a Silver or Vitinha now. Um but it's worked, and I think some other clubs may look at that and think, oh, oh, let, let, let's kind of do this sly dig. Um, but it's worked, and you, you talk about Wolves here, yeah, they've got a lot of Portuguese lads. But something worth taking into account is how many of them are kind of multilingual and of all kind of different kind of backgrounds. I think Traore speaks five languages. Dendonka speaks four or five. I think Nuno speaks four or five. It's a very diverse dressing room, and everybody seems to be happy, and if they're happy and they're performing, then long may it continue. Some other clubs may get a bit uh, peeved off, by the way, and 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 kind of kind of aim those digs. Well, aim those digs all, all they like. And Wolves have got a formula; it's worked, and um, you know, fair play to him because it's 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 bare fruit. Okay, rapid fire. Fiontan says, which person currently at the club is most likely to get a statue outside Molyneux and a stand named after them? <laughs> Connor Cody. Yeah, it's got to be Cody, I was going to say that's probably Cody, Nuno, potentially, Uh, one of them two. Yeah. Raul, if he stays the whole career and keeps on scoring, but yeah, you've got to think them two will probably be the first and second. Uh, Ken Cooper, hi Joe Nat, keep up the good work, really enjoy listening to the podcast, continue our upward mobility. How many of the current squad would you make into a Premier League winning team? How, uh, How many of the current squad would make into a Premier League winning team? Oh, I think a fair few. Um, I think so too. I think probably. Well, well, well Jota's gone in. Jota, who wasn't even starting at Wolves, yes, the back end, has gone into a Premier League winning team and looked every, every bit, um, you know, a, a, a viable option for them. I mean, if if not, I think now he's he's looking head and shoulders above Firmino, and he, he should be playing every week there. So, and that and that's a player that Nuna thought wasn't at the right level to start towards the towards the end of his. Of his tenure, so I'd, I'd have every confidence really that somebody like a Neves could go into a, you know, into a top team. But hopefully, it's, it's with Wolves, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, make, make them into a top team. Zach says, uh, purely for you, Nathan, as a Borough fan, but you clearly have a passion for Wolves. Both teams, both of your teams, have played severe in the UEFA Cup Europa League. If you could go back in time and change either of those, one of those two losses into a win, which would it be, Borough or Wolves? Wow, 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 was, wow. Was, was Borough a final? Yeah, so, so Middlesbrough is an easy, easy one for me, Zach. I've got to say Middlesbrough because, yeah. one, I support the club and uh, you know I have no affiliation to anyone else uh, at all. Uh, and uh, also, it was, a, it was the UEFA Cup final. It was severe. And uh, yeah. look, we got spanked 4-0. So, you know, Wolves obviously had a more of a chance in that game than Borough did. Uh, it was just about when Sevilla... That was literally the point where Sevilla went went off the chart and went Champions League regulars and uh, and it was a bad time to play them. But yeah, there's a final where, it's, of course, it's a quarter final. You still want to get through. But from a meaningful point of view, I'd love to beat Sevilla with Wolves, Joe, because, I mean, we were set for the week there, weren't we? You got a semi, you got yeah. another game as well. Everybody, you want to play games, it would have been a great a great thing to cover. I always look back on covering, you know, not just Middlesbrough, but but Wolves as well and going all over Europe, but very special and probably more meaningful doing it with Wolves when you kind of appreciate it more, you're a little bit older, you're a little bit wiser and know what's going on. And hopefully, Joe, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be able to do that pretty soon uh, next season or even the season after. And look, you never, ever know. Hopefully the best is yet to come when we get to not just do Europa, let's upgrade it. Let's upgrade it, baby. Yeah. 
Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Let's have a look. Um, Wayne Edwards, top five things on your bucket list. Give me one. Just give me one. We haven't got time for five. Give me one thing on your bucket list, Joe. To go to Japan. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, what's on my bucket list? Uh, or like or that part of the world. Japan. Okay. Far East. Let's have a look. Uh, yeah. What's on my bucket list? Uh, can I say Margot Robbie is on the bucket list? Is that you not can. You, I can. Oh, Alana's, I'm, I'm out, Alana's out of the country now, so she won't be listening to this. Patrick <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cannon. <laughs> if one member of the Wolves team uh, was to join the NWO, who would it be? Um, it would be um, Connor Cody. Oof. Connor Cody, really? I'd go Pedro Neto. I think he's got a little bit of evil in him, you know what I mean? He can go from a face to a heel pretty quickly. I think he can play both no, actually, Both yeah. well. Actually, he'd be more Randy Orton evolution, really, actually, Neto, I would have thought. Maybe not NWO. Cody could do it. Cody could do it. Yeah, but, but everybody was in the NWO, weren't they? So mm. why don't just put the old Wolf squad in there? Because he got out of hand, didn't he? Basically, <laughs> anybody in the NWO. So get them all in. Gail Holford, I love the French national team, obviously, but I'm surprised they've not picked Bolly yet again. Having said that, I'm delighted for him. Would you give him a place in the French team if you were in charge? So, Bolly has been called up by the Ivory Coast again. Yeah. And he's been called up by the Ivory Coast a lot of times now. <laughs> um, and he hasn't gone. Um, I'm just trying to clear up whether he's actually going this time. But it's not... I, I don't think it's... Um, you look at Ivory Coast, I think they've named Sebastian Haller in their squad as well, the West yeah. Ham striker. He's never played for him. Um, I think you know, some of these African nations and other countries around the world as well kind of chance their arm a little bit and just name players in the squad um, without actually having confirmation that they're going to actually come. Um, it's happened with Bolly a few times. Marley, I think, um, had named Adama in a squad or... Asked him to go to a squad, or I think before as well. So it's it's um, just because you've been named in a squad doesn't mean Bolly's going to play for him next week. And Bolly, he's an enigmatic character. We spoke about it a lot of times. He doesn't say say a lot, does he? And lets his actions kind of speak louder than his words. He doesn't necessarily strike me as a type that he, that international football is a, a must have. For him, I think he's quite kind of content with what he what he's doing, and I think he enjoys the environment at Wolves. And yeah, if if an international call comes along the way and he feels it's right, then great. But I don't think it's something necessarily that he's holding out for. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens with him moving forward and whether a France call would would ever come. But um, I don't think it's something that he'd you know once he hangs up his boots and he's, if he hadn't played an international game, I don't think he'd be looking back on. We've, we've huge regret, really. Um, breaking news, Joe. Joe Biden, another Joe, has taken the lead in Pennsylvania, now ahead by 6,000 votes. Oh, been watching go. any of it? Been watching any of the coverage? CNN's been great. Especially, I mean, obviously, we've got vested interest having a, an American missus, who, by the way, we changed her flight. She's flown out to Seattle now uh, when before lockdown. I was like, just get yourself out of this country. So, yeah. I mean, not that it's any better over there. But... Uh, yeah, it's been it's been it's mental in it. It is mental, crazy, uh, and it's been going on for days now, hasn't it? Mm. I didn't realise it was going to go on so long, but um, I haven't been. You've been watching up. the news round version of it, mate. No, have you? I haven't. No, dumbed down haven't. version for the kids. Yeah, uh, I've just I've just been um, just been kind of following it on 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 Twitter and stuff like that, and um, yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit surprised that that, that Biden looks like he's actually going to get in, but uh, yeah, I think that's probably the best outcome. Probably the best 
probably the best. It's, well, it's definitely, definitely, the, definitely, it's definitely the best album. I promise album, you. Yeah. I promise you. Uh, Joey says, uh, when is it acceptable to start playing Christmas music? Um, uh, December the 1st. Exactly. There's only, there's only one correct answer, and that is December the 1st. Exactly. December the 1st. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, last one, Steve Wiles. Will Nuno bring in a top striker to push Raul during the January window? Nuno admits Silva is struggling physically at this time and Raul gets injured. We won't have a natural number nine to take his place. No, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Well, uh, the, the thinking with Silva is that he can supplement Jimenez coming if needs be, but mainly be somebody to learn off him. If you if you bring in another striker, you just upset that dynamic. And we, you, you'd just play the three boys, wouldn't you? You'd, th- you'd play Traore, Neto and, and Pedenta that all be interchanging, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, think I, I, I think I think they've got enough there. And, and genuinely, um, I don't think it's going to be a busy January. And you know, if, if it's not, then uh, I'll, I'll be happy about that because it'd be a lot less frantic than the summer because that was difficult. So I said, from a reporting <laughs> point of view. difficult. Uh, <laughs> uh, I said I said I got a special prize for anyone who uh, asked a question today. So um, so what was your favorite? What was your favorite uh, question, Joe? From what from from the so many that we got, it was I the sorry one, I didn't get through to reading everybody's It was the apologies. one about Nuno and the Portuguese and the you know are they jealous or are they envious? Oh yeah, thing. okay, here we go. So Callum, Callum at Callum R nineteen eighty eight. You get in touch. I've got a little. I was I was uh, doing a little bit of unpacking and trying to get some stuff for uh, for donate and, and selling and stuff like that as you do, and uh, found a, a nice little a complimentary. A special uh, Shanghai Wolves mug from the unveiling at the top of the tower when we did the fashion show. We've got a little goodie bag. So um, that will be sent to you, mate. Congratulations. Um, Merry Christmas. That, yeah, so, so just get in touch with me. Give me a DM or you know, just abuse me or send me an email or whatever and I'll give me your address and I'll send that across. So well done. Callum, um, I also said there's going to be a, a special a special one for going into this week, and there is, Joe. Joe, because it's an early Christmas present, I am going to give away 70, 170, seven, not 7, not 70, 70, not 1770, 70 pounds worth of free Wolves merchandise cash, cash, Ooh. for anyone who retweets this, uh, the post that we put out, whether it's you, whether it's me, whether it's the UNS podcast, for an entry. All you need to do is, uh, Joe, pick who's the first goal scorer on Saturday or Sunday even. Oh, it will be Jimenez. Jimenez. Jimenez scores the first goal and we pick you from any of the retweeters. We'll let you know before kickoff. Jimenez scores the first. I'm going to give you £70. £70 pounds uh, and, and of if cash. Do- and if he does, and if he yeah. does, yeah. I would I would advise spending the money on the new 1992 retro uh, release of the Bookter Tops. I think they are gorgeous, especially Ooh. the blue one. Have you seen Ooh. it? I have seen it. Look very very nice. You're gonna, and I think is it sixty odd quid, fifty odd quid. I think now they're a bit cheaper. I think they're they? more they're more respectable. They're like 30, 35 or forty, so you may even have enough to you get two. To get two, exactly. I'm yeah, absolutely yeah. no brainer. This, yeah, yeah, lovely. lovely. And Jimenez scoring the first is a no brainer. So really, all you need to do is just retweet myself or Joe. Get into this. Get into the competition, and we'll let you know pre kick off at the King Power. So then you've got a little bit more vested interest if you didn't have any enough all. Ready. Well, let's go on to Leicester City then, Joe. Uh, look, Wolves and Nuno said in the press that they've had a, a decent rest. It seems like a long time ago, yeah. uh, last Friday. Uh, Leicester have played twice since then, uh, with the, the latest one being Braga, who we all know very, very well. And uh, they, they won comfortably uh, 4-0 last night. So less than 72 hours before the game, um, or between between games for them. So it's going to be difficult, and they'll have changes 
Um, I'm going to go to Leicester first. They've obviously got some quality players, Joe. But I wonder, and it's going to be a big bonus for this, James Madison has made one start all season. It's very strange the way he's playing on Thursday nights and not playing Premier League games. I know they're managing his fitness very, very well. But that would be a huge bonus for me if he's on the bench because I really do rate him. Uh, but, you know, look, Leicester are full of quality up and down. It's going to be a, it's going to be a difficult game for sure. Yeah, and they've put four past path Leeds and Braga, and we all know about Braga, so that's not... And we all know about Leeds, you know, and that game a few weeks ago. So they're a good team, aren't they? They're like Wolves in many respects. I think they're strong all over the park. You know, there's not a really a huge area of uh, of weakness. You know, they've got a striker in Vardy who scores goals for fun, as, as Wolves have with, with Jimenez. They've got good wide players around him and they've got, you know, good wing-backs. They're, they're, they're a good team. They're all out, all over the park. They've got a good manager as well. So, um, it's going to be a tough one. And if, of course, you'd like to get another win, but I think if you can come out of this with, with the unbeaten run intact and, you know, I think a draw would be fine, really. Make it five on base and going into the international break, keep up that momentum, and uh, yeah, I'd I'd happily take that to be honest. Uh, it's not to say Wolves can't beat Leicester, of course they can, but um, you know if if you are if you are off your metal, Leicester could easily put some free past you as well. So uh, I think it'd be a tight game, and uh, if you take a draw, that's uh, that's not the end of the world at all. No, but at the same time, you know, you really want to, if you are going to be challenging and Leicester start the season very, very well, you've got to take advantage of that. If there is a bit of tightness in there, they've got to be at it. They've got to be up for it. They've got to be closing people down and pressing exactly like they did against Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Le- Leicester, Leicester are, a, are a streetwise side as well. And, uh, and you know, even though they've, they've played, you know, two games since Wolves last played, I, I think that... You know they'll they'll still be quite energetic, and these games have been really tight, haven't they, with Leicester over the past couple of years? I mean, two nil nil draws last season, and I don't expect it to be any different this time around. So, uh, as I say, if 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 you can get a win, brilliant. Um, if you get a draw, I think that's that's uh, very respectable as well. Uh, so, when it comes to team selection, Joe, uh, what did you say? Anything? Any fresh injury news? Uh, what's the uh, What's the latest going into the game? No, he didn't feel the need to highlight anything, and uh, of course, you know, as he usually says, there'll, there'll be there'll be knocks to some players, and maybe some players not feeling quite hundred percent. But there's there's not really anything to 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 hugely worry about. It's just whether I, I can't really see really changing from from Palace. I think it's just Aitnuri or Marcel. I think that's the main one. Um, I'd imagine Kilman keeps his place at the back. I think he's yeah. done enough. I think he's done enough, and I think with each passing game, he's he's looked a bit better. We had the chance to speak to him, uh, Paris Palace, and you know he's still a very level-headed kid, but you can tell he's kind of coming out of his shell as well in terms of how he's talking, how he carries himself. You know, he's 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 certainly more assured these days, and I think he's earned his place. So it's um, you know with Traore, we talk about him, but I I, I do see. Being unlikely that he unsettles that Neto and Pedence partnership at the minute, I think it's Marcel or Aitnuri. That that's the toss up, and I think pretty much the rest of the team picks itself. Who do you think will go for? Uh, I've got. And we don't know about Marcel's fitness, do we? Yet, really? I mean, didn't say he was he's, injured. He's but... been on. He's been on all the training pictures, and mm-hmm. and he's been training all week, as far as we were aware. So, um, I think he gets I'll... the nod. I think there is a very good chance. I'm going to just say Aitnuri, but um, that's maybe more out of hope than expectation. 
It's Leicester City, Joe. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers. Score prediction, Pelage. 1-1. One, one. One, one, I'm going to go 1-1. One, okay. one. Jimenez to score first. Probably Vardy or Madison to, to pull one back. What's uh, What time's kickoff on Sunday? It's 2 o'clock, is it? 2 p.m. 2 o'clock kickoff. Oh, two. and the baggies kick off at Spurs at 12. <laughs> Could be a double reason to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. I'm going to say Desmond. But uh, I think it'll be a good game. Good entertaining game. And thank God it's not on pay-per-view. So we'll... Uh, We'll do our best. We'll see you at the King Power on Sunday, Joe. Thank you very much, as always. I'll speak Thank to you next you. week. It'll be quieter next week because it's International Week, so I had a few things planned for this one, but we can uh, we can save it to next week and have a have a good old natter. Maybe just take a just take a breather in and maybe look over what's happened in these in these crazy first couple of months. Or a crazy mailbag. Crazy, a crazy mailbag. Love crazy it. Mailbag. For me, from Joe. We'll see you Sunday. Take care. Bye bye.